0: This is an ABC podcast. Do you speak in tongues when you yawn? I sometimes speak in tongues when I yawn.
1: To yourself or to the world?
0: Out- outwardly.
1: What is it? What do you. I can't
0: recreate it, it just comes from within. So whenever I do a big yawn, I'm possessed.
1: No, and I've not witnessed this with you, and I've spent quite a bit of time with you. Because I'm, I'm never, forward.
0: I'm never yawning around you, because you light up
1: my <laughs> life. Oh, that's lovely. But I yawn all the time now. I don't know. <laughs> I did find out I was extremely low in iron, so that might be why. That would be. Is that why you yawn, or is it? I just is that uh, the, Do you physically feel tired? I'm not sure. As but you I were talking,
0: as you were talking about yawning, our producer Corinne just started yawning. So oh. there's the science. And if it's, we're saying yawning, then every Bang fan person is yawning right now. Yeah. Yawn. Yeah. What a great way to start a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, It's relaxing. It's relaxing. Bang. Bang. bang! bang!
1: Bang!
0: Bang! Bang! Bang
1: on. Hello. Hello Zen. Hello. Hello Zen. Hello Zen. Hello Zen. Hello, Hello, Hello Zen. Hello Zen.
0: Hi. We didn't plan that which is why there was no melody but it's great to see you and sing with you and bang on with you once yeah. again. Yeah, you look great. Good you, to- oh, thanks. Yeah. I like your hair. Well, your hair is always the best hair in the biz. (laughs) I just watched it. Thank you. It always looks great. Thank you. Just the biggest flock of hair. How are you feeling? I was watching your socials over (laughs) the weekend and I see that you've assembled a blow-up mattress in your dressing room for Rocky Horror. Are you okay? (laughs) (laughs) No. See, I'm
1: tired. Um, (laughs) But it's, it's a good tired. Like I'm doing a new job, you know, and you're totally stretched to your capabilities. You're thrown in the deep end. Don't know what you're doing but now I'm starting to know what I'm doing and then I realised, oh gee, I'm a bit teddy tired in between because we do two shows on Saturday and two shows on Sunday.
0: So you're doing the full run through twice yeah. a day over the weekend, so four yeah. shows over the weekend. That's a lot.
1: Yeah, and Nana needs a nap in between sometimes. So <laughs> I, uh, well, let's just say came up, came through. Kmart came through with a seven ninety five blow up mattress or something like that.
0: <laughs> That's dangerously cheap.
1: I know, I know. Everyone can
0: have the ball. Kmart mattresses for all.
1: You have to. I had to blow it up with my hairdryer. I Had to borrow it off the wig. <laughs> The wig lady.
0: Um, this is the high life of a theatre star, isn't it? Just blowing it up your blow up mattress with your hair dryer backstage. Exactly, and
1: um, that's the kind of that's the kind of high life I'm living at the moment. But no, it's really lovely. Actually, I've just realised I've I've reawakened my ability to nap at any time because I am genuinely exhausted. It's good when you and know
0: how to do it strategically too. She's like, yeah. okay, this is all I've got. Let's make the use of the yeah. time that I have. It's a yeah. real breakfast radio thing um, mm-hmm. that you would have had before many, many years ago. You know that game. So you're back in the in the timed nap zone. Yeah, exactly. And I hated it back then because I felt like I was under pressure and I had to
1: do it all the time. But now it's like a luxury. I know what I'm doing. It's not it's three o'clock in the morning and I'm not like, I don't feel like I'm totally jet lagged 24-7 like I did when I did breakfast radio. You just <laughs> having a nana nap in the just afternoon. Just having a, na- a gorgeous nana nap in a... <laughs> In a room that is just it's a bit cold and it's it's a bit like a sick bay really and um but that's fine. I used to do that at school. oh Miss, I feel a bit sick, and I go to the sick bay have a nap, and Love I did it, it at the a b c too I used to go to the sick bay yeah, ABC.
0: I've still got to find the sick bay. I have had some um, got It's a level threes
1: and three. Okay. Level three. <laughs> it's good too. it's got a blanket and a bed, okay get in there. No one disturbs you ever.
0: Very good to know. I'll be seeking out that sick sickbay sometime soon. Uh, look, I, you were on stage over the weekend, but I also did things on the weekend. What did you do? Well, I, t- I saw this guy for one. We were talking about Harry Styles last week on Bang On and I got to see him on Friday night. God, it was fun. Oh,
1: everyone's been to Harry Styles but me. I can't go out anymore. So um, I've got to live vicariously through you.
0: How was it? It was really good. I mean, I'm going to be uh, very um, honest and say I'm not a mad Harry Styles fan. I appreciate what he does. I think that he writes good pop songs. He sings very well. His voice sounded amazing on stage. And it wasn't like a big, you know, there wasn't choreographed dance. The video screens were just showing him. It was kind of... Stage was cool, they had the catwalk and everything, but he just was, like, really energetic and running all over yeah. the stage and connecting with the audience and, and he held the crowd and, um, you know, he has all the hits. But i got to say... He's
1: like a nice guy, though, too. He seems like a fairly, I don't know, switched on nice person. People yeah. Like, people like who he is.
0: I think so. And there was certainly a lot of love at the stadium that I saw him because he is playing stadiums. The one that I saw him at I think had a capacity of at least 50,000 people. And i got to say, one of my big highlights was the final song that he played in his pre-show playlist, whatever he has, I think he plays it probably at every show, he just threw in Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, yay. 50,000 people singing Bohemian Rhapsody, Hello. Word Perfect. And may I say people <laughs> who would have been born 30 years after that song was released mm. and knew it all Word Perfect, was that, that was one of my show highlights. <laughs> Oh, it that's beautiful. Was, it was so beautiful. I actually posted it on my Instagram. If you want to see it, it was really special. You will hear Michael Rowland from ABC News Breakfast singing along next to me because oh. I was there with him. Um, okay. But,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it was really great
0: and I, had a, and I had a nice time. I saw some footage of Daryl
1: Braithwaite getting excited. He was there on the Saturday night. He was there and, and Harry played horses. And the other Australian tradition. The other Australian <laughs> tradition, which is not the shoey, the one that I can stand behind. So that was good. That, that that was like an emotional moment. That's the kind of cultural things you want to tap into. A bit of Daryl Braithwaite. Hey, did I ever tell you when I was living in London that I ran into Harry Styles? No. Have I not told you Did this Did I ever tell
0: you is my favourite way for you to begin a sentence?
1: <laughs> this was the best day ever. I was, I'm sure I've said this on Bang On. I'm sure. It's a good one. Um, living in London, it was 2015, I think, and I had a friend with me, Lucy, just for the day, and we went to the markets down the road, Spitalfields Markets, and was standing by the jerk chicken shop and um, getting some lunch or just having a look, see what they had on offer in the Bain-Marie. And there was a guy there in a, uh, like a leopard skin furry jacket holding a cute baby. And we were like talking and looking at the cute baby and like talking to him and just going, oh, so cute. How old? Blah, 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 blah. And then all these kids started running up and screaming at him. And then that's when we (laughs) went, oh shit, that's Harry Styles. (laughs) And then it gets better. The day gets better. My friend's... perusing like a second-hand table of stuff and she gets this tap on her shoulder and she turns around and she goes, oh, hello, it was Kate Moss who tapped on her shoulder (laughs) thinking that that was her best friend. I don't know why, she mistook her for her best friend and and Kate was like, oh, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry and she walked off and then she had to go and have her friend, like Kate Moss, we caught her just out the back having an anxious cigarette after that. (laughs) It was a great day. (laughs)
0: What a magical market!
1: I know Spitalfields Market in London. Off you go. Whose baby was it? Oh, I think at the time it was a girlfriend's. Okay. He had a partner who had a baby, or right. an ex, or ex girlfriend, or something. This is back back in the day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. That probably won't make the podcast. Worse.
0: <laughs> I need to follow up. I need to follow up on the <laughs> the, the reasons why he was holding a baby. That yeah. poor baby must have been terrified as all these girls came and oh, started absolutely. screaming at him. Absolutely. <laughs> It's not. Although I guess in baby
1: land, that's pretty normal. Everyone's ice cream. <laughs> Don't just growing that, up. Yeah! <laughs> growing not just given behaviour. Yeah, it's just, oh, okay.
0: Oh, my God. Well, last week we were talking about Harry Styles in somewhat darker terms because we were very disgusted by his shoey. which can I say, mm. we shared that on socials and there's a lot of thoughts about the shoey this week on our Instagram. But we were wondering if he was going to just, you know, rip the Band-Aid off, yeah. do it in Perth. In Melbourne, there was a shooey again. But you know what? Even what? worse, he was talking about how he did it, and then he made his music director, the uh. guy that puts together the whole show, made him do a shooey. And uh. much like Perth, which a few people reminded me of, it wasn't even alcohol. And it's fine if you don't want to drink alcohol, but pouring uh. water into a trainer? Why? Why? Uh. Again, why? So he's continued it, no, and made said... his made his band member do it. His music director drink from a shoe. What if someone gets sick?
1: <laughs> like you can get gastro or some sort of horrible from a dirty shoe.
0: I went to Australia for the first time in five years, and I came home with a parasite. The Harry exactly. Styles story. <laughs> a bit of Guardia, go for it. So, bang, fam. If he does, or if he makes another one of his band members do a shoey. Let's see, let's get some booing going on in the big yeah. stadium that he's going to be playing. Boo the shoe!
1: <laughs> boo the
0: shoe! Boo the shoe! Boo the shoe! Hey, some breaking news, and this is very much in our wheelhouse. Overnight, Jay Cool, better known as Jennifer Coolidge, has appeared as the cover star and feature in the brand new W magazine. It's the directors' issue, and this is no normal fashion shoot. It's an incredible piece titled. Jennifer Coolidge Will Destroy You, and she's been directed in this photo shoot by the Daniels, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert, who are the two Daniels who directed everything, everywhere, uh-huh. all at once. And if you think about awards season, which we've been talking about a bit, the SAGs were on, the Screen Actors Guild Awards were on in the last week. The two things that are being dominant are Everything Everywhere All, all at Once and, and Jennifer Coolidge and all these awards and now they've come together in this amazing photo shoot. Have you seen this?
1: Uh, no, you just you just sent me the link so I'm seeing it now
0: <laughs> and it's what's how, how going do you, on. <laughs> how do you even describe this? I don't
1: know. It looks like um, Japanese anime. Hmm. Uh, oh, those characters, the 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 bigger characters. What are they called? Fifty um, Foot Woman. Yeah, Fifty Foot Woman. Um, it's where they they they've made films with characters that are oversized, like King Kong, all huge and big.
0: And oh, like des- Godzilla and stuff like and that, and
1: destroy the world. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Well, you're spot on. There's a piece in the article because it's obviously a, f- a feature article, and I was thinking, where do I know? Like, w- what are they referencing here? And the Daniels planned this shoot as a tribute to something called tokusatu, which is a genre of campy Japanese cinema that birthed such legendary creatures as Godzilla, Mothra, and Giant Robo. And the thing that you said to me when I just showed this to you was, oh, it looks like it's all Photoshop, but it's actually all real. And one of the things that they do in tokusatu is they – make special effects, but they're always kind of handmade. So if you think Aww. about like 1960s looking stuff where, you know, Lost in Space is a perfect example. Yeah. You can almost see the things peeling off the different costumes and stuff like that. But And you can tell that there's a human inside the costume, but there's a beautiful sort of fingerprint and a realness to it. It's not CGI. There's something very tangible about it. Um, and they've done that so beautifully with this shoot. And, of course, J. Cool is in all manner of amazing outfits. Mm. They've got a Power Ranger tribute. And, of course, the Power Rangers aren't just in jumpsuits that are normal jumpsuits. They're designed by Stella McCartney and Gucci. Uh, they're gorgeous. I want one of Moschino. those jumpsuits.
1: There's one in there that's red and pink and white. They're hot. That, that's on the list. I'm getting that.
0: I want the Jennifer Coolidge dress where she's basically wrapped in a giant cartoonish bow and then she's just slung a big sword behind her. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, she looks amazing. It's in this just shit.
0: phenomenal. And I'm loving this. I'm loving the, the J. Cool and Ascents. Yeah. That didn't come out well, did it? But J. Cool.
1: J. Cool. Jake Jake. Jake cooler. Janaisen. No, know. can't make a thing no. a thing. You no, can't, a, make we can't it. say it. No. I can't just... say it. Can't be
0: it. <laughs> it is incredible. Like again, we're just describing images. There is no way to even capture what this photo shoot is, and I just love that you've got two of the most kind of unlikely cultural artifacts dominating the awards. You've got a, a woman who I believe is. Over 55, Everything Mm. Everywhere All at Once, also containing, you know, lead actors that are, um, you know, in their senior years. Mm. And these are the two stories that are dominating all of the awards and and, and are the strangest and most beautiful cultural artefacts of the last year. But it can be hugely successful as well. I love what the world is doing. I love how the world is answering these stories and that they're showing to be, you know, great successes. And I love this photo shoot. It's just amazing. It's so good. And I think it's proof that the
1: world has been starved of other people's stories for so long that Mm. we are just sucking it up like a sponge and loving it. Because all of a sudden the world has opened up again it's not just the one narrative from the one perspective and it's made us i think question a lot of a lot of things about the world and 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 the things that are happening around us and i, I just love it i think it's brilliant
0: i'm going to put this in the show notes which you mm. can find by scrolling down on your app wherever you listen um, a few people did thank me when i when uh, yes. we did that teaser episode for reading out the email address because, yeah, um, I don't know where to find the show notes. So no matter how many times <laughs> I explain it, I, to, I understand Still, and accept that some people will just never find the show notes. We'll they're never, like a we'll mystery never, world that exists.
1: They're a magical worlds. <laughs> and we won't remember, too, how you explained that they exist and where to find them. Like I just, it just, it just goes in and out every, every week. I'm like, okay, I'm sure they're there somewhere. I'd find them if I had to. Is the explanation? <laughs> if I had to, I could.
0: If but, it was a life or death situation, you'd find yeah, the show I'd notes. Be fine. I'd but be as fine. it is, isn't, I have other things to do with my time. <laughs> no, is it's what not you're that. Saying. It's not that. It's
1: just I know if I needed to find them, yeah, okay. I could. I just can't remember where you tell me every week they
0: are. All right, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's weird that we keep on talking about the royals but I have another royal story that I oh, want to talk to you about. Tell me
1: tell me more about the uh, dying monarchy.
0: Well, only cuz it taps seriously into my party anxiety which is that no one will turn up and I feel oh, like Listen, as if
1: no one would turn up to your party. What is this?
0: Where does this come from? I just it's just I think it's a common anxiety. You know, you put something on, you send out the invites, and you're like, Am I gonna be a Nigel No Friends? Is this gonna be a total flop? And King Charles, who is soon to be coronated, um, in early May, I believe it is. Yes. Seemingly seems to be dealing with the the same issues because he has been having trouble locking in a headliner for his coronation celebration concert. Apparently Adele and Ed Sheeran have both been asked to perform. They have declined, despite the King being very keen. Sheeran's yeah. going to be in Texas. Adele has just declined for unspecified reasons.
1: Oh, she's rehearsing for her Vegas shows still, remember? She's
0: doing them, though. Isn't Is the she? doing them? Th- yeah. <laughs> I did I follow don't her on Instagram. She's like, week 12. She just, uh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, she's in the thick of it.
1: No, I don't follow I should follow her, shouldn't I? Yeah. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, he's asked the wrong people, though. I mean, Elton John. As if he's going to do it. He wants him to do it, but it's like, mate, no, um, I think his best buddy was your ex. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. And the Spice Girls, they can't even, like, organise themselves to get together. There's no reunion happening
0: for King Charles. No. That's a flex, though, isn't it? Even though you've been offered millions, maybe even billions of dollars to reform, and you've said no this whole time, maybe can you just do it for King Charles? Yeah. (laughs) There's the confidence of that. This is special. Can you just do it? It, yeah it,
1: it, they probably could but it and they might need the money too to be honest although posh won't she won't do it she'll never do it um but uh, like it's cer- it certainly says a lot about how popular culture views the monarchy now i think with the with the passing of the queen mm. it does have a whiff of i don't know it's uh, things are changing even in england People are starting to have those conversations and the about colonisation totally. and about the wealth built on slavery and the fact that people are born into the monarchy and it's the most absurd privileged system. I think they're starting to finally have those conversations in the UK um, and it's, it's taken such a long time and no one wanted to have them when the Queen was still alive because it was like talking bad of your nana. Um, but these days, I think, I, I feel like all bets are off.
0: Look, there is some good news. The Palace has rust- rustled up a few celebrities to perform. Um, Gary Barlow and Mark Owen, were they members of Take That? Take That. I know, Gary. So they, so
1: they really only just got that, Who's- didn't
0: they? <laughs> <Your> take, <laughs> take's not there. They're missing a couple. Who's Howard Donald? Is he another member that I've never heard of? Who is Howard Donald? <laughs> Shall I Google? Absolutely great name. Please Google while I let okay. you know. Kylie no. and Danny apparently are going to perform and you would have seen them uh, Gras, on stage at the World, World Pride. All the lovers in their Loved beautiful it. matching outfits. Um, Andrew Lloyd Webber, who's become a DJ in recent years. I don't know if you've seen that. And also... Lionel. Lionel. That'll be the song that they end the coronation concert with and just knowing that there's going to be kick-ons at the palace. No, there won't be.
1: Why? Because they too old. old. Harry was always the one who did the kick-ons, remember? <laughs> <laughs> He's gone now. They've just kicked him out.
0: <laughs> did kicked you find out, out who... Frogmore,
1: Frogmore Palace. I read that today. Isn't it a cottage? Cottage, apparently. Yeah. Apparently yeah. it's very below them <laughs> from what I learned in that
0: documentary. Have you
1: found out who Howard Donald is? Howard Donald is a singer. He's a drummer, songwriter, pianist, dancer, and record producer. They've, oh, he was in Take That. So they've got, <laughs> they've got they've got ache that, ache that without the final member.
0: No, Robbie. That's all no you need Robbie. to know. Ache
1: that, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Ache that.
0: Well, we'll see. May the sixth. It's all going to happen. It's the first coronation in well, what seventy years. Yeah. Um, a long time. So it is a big deal. A lot of Australians will probably watch it and um we'll see. I'll I'll watch it for Lionel. I love a bit of Lionel. Yeah, look,
1: he's he's fine. I feel like he doesn't care. he just take the coin and run <laughs> at this point and good on him. But the other I think a lot of the younger artists will continue to say no to this. Yeah. Just for the uh, aforementioned reasons.
0: Yeah, it's true.
1: And good, bring it on, I say. Down with the monarchy, even though I'm obsessed with them. <laughs>
0: I love you guys so very much. I'm
1: On free. One, two, three. I, I love, love you guys so very, very, very
0: much. You. Oh, yeah. Ted Lasso's coming back in a couple of weeks. Oh. Yeah, I saw the trailer. It was released
1: and it looked like a mashup of all the shows that have previously been. me yes. No indication of what's to come No next. personal growth. <laughs> no personal growth. Um, I was, yeah, I was a bit, uh, I mean... That maybe that's the the remit of the show. It's just feel good, and we love the people, and we Familiarity, see them again. Yeah. Um. But it didn't really say much at all, did it? I was a little confused. By well, there's.
0: St- it looks like there's still a lot of drama and angst with Nate, who was the coach mm. who's gone off to, you know, coach with another team. Maybe a love triangle with Jamie Tart, Roy Kent, and Keely. I've got to say it in the way they're spoken to. Keely,
1: <laughs> Jamie Tart. I love
0: Jamie Tart. Jamie um, Tart. But there's a couple of scenes where the three of them are, you know, reacting to each other. So maybe Jamie Tart's come back and gone. Hey, how about it? I'm a reformed man. I'm more mature, but mm-hmm. and now Keely's being torn between Jamie Tart and Roy Kent. Sorry, oh, she can't go back. <laughs> she can't.
1: She just can't. I mean, that's. It's like going back to kinder, when you're <laughs> primary school, isn't it? She's come such a long way.
0: I think. I think Coach is still dealing with anxiety and panic attacks too. There's a couple of shots of him sort of wringing his hands. Oh no! It looks like they'll win one game though, at least one game. So that's good. Yeah, that's good. In that, season three. That's a narrative arc, if you could call it that. <laughs> um, it um, is. It is very. It's a comforting, familiar show. It's. A, yeah. I think it. Did, it was so big in the first season because it sort of dropped at a time when I think we needed it. And the second season, mm. I was like, this is nice, but also it's kind of just, you know, you watch it because you know the characters and it's embedded. So I'm kind of curious to see if season three becomes a little bit more edgy or interesting or tackles things. But, you know, we'll find out soon enough. Uh, middle yeah. of March is going to be dropping on Apple TV. So Ted so I'll watch it because I'm a oh, complete, look, I've I'll, got to watch it till it ends. That's, yeah. that's what I do. Even I'm if not I hate normally, it, I will
1: watch it. I know you will. I'm not normally a completist, but I think I'll watch this just because I know that it will feel... Good and nice and that's probably all I can cope with right now. Although I must say, after the Jason Sudeikis throwing himself in front of the car for Olivia Wilde's um, special dressing
0: mm.
1: on the salad, I'm, my feelings have changed a little bit.
0: We know more about him, his internal life, don't we, since mm. the, the last time we watched Ted Lasso and his, yeah. and his character of Ted Lasso, um, very different from the character that we read in the tabloids.
1: Mm. Interesting.
0: Interesting. Hannah Waddingham is going to be returning. She she's got is. range. and Oh, she's amazing. And
1: great news this week. She will also be one of the presenters of Eurovision 2023.
0: Oh, in Liverpool. In Liverpool. Are you so going to become be best friends orbit. with Hannah?
1: I doubt it. She won't <laughs> even look at me or um, notice me, but I will be watching... Uh, and gazing upon her from afar with absolute awe. I, I think she's wonderful. Yeah, so, she's
0: incredible. How fun. That'll be great.
1: Yeah, and she's a Eurovision watcher as well. I remember when Suri, the English singer in Portugal, I think, um, there was a stage invader and, and Hannah wrote, a, you know, a really scathing tweet towards the stage invader. So she's like a – she's a big Eurovision <laughs> fan. She's a watcher. She's not just brought on here because she has a global audience. She's actually – you know, she's part of the Eurovision army, so I'm very pleased
0: about that. That'll be unreal. In May, it's happening, Liverpool, mm-hmm. you and Hannah becoming best friends. I'm looking forward to this character that, development, yes, this narrative you. arc in your life. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, what next? Who knows? Can I just remind people as well, when you think about Hannah Waddingham, and I think we've spoken about this before, but okay, Eurovision host, Rebecca Inted Lasso. Yep. Never forget that she was Scepter in Series 5 of Game of Thrones. Yeah. She was the incredible and tyrannical character that kept Cersei in prison and was the shame, shame. She had like yes. the, you know, whatever you call it, like it's like a nun's sort of yes. headpiece. So unrecognisable when you think about that and the character of Rebecca, but that's the same actor. There's nothing she can't do and she's mm. terrifying but also charming and wonderful and I think no. she'll be fun on the stage at Eurovision but she's oh, got range she's got range
1: I love it she's and she's she's utterly beautiful too I love seeing a woman at the peak of her her everything and I feel like she's right there right now
0: and If you sent me an article this week which I loved so much and we've often looked at articles from The Atlantic who have got pretty good game in these long-form pieces, really making us think about ourselves, our lives, and in this case, our age. It's Mm. titled The Puzzling Gap Between How Old You Are and How Old You Think You Are. And this resonated hugely with me. I love this piece.
1: Jennifer Senior wrote this piece um, inspired by asking that question of her own mother. And her mother came back and said, I think she said she was 45 or something like that, straight away. She has an idea of what age she thinks she is in her head. And I was actually interested just to ask you straight up. what's What age do you feel you are or when you think about yourself, outside yourself, that you think you present or you feel or you, you – I don't know. It's something like that.
0: Yeah. I reckon 36. That's the age I feel. Oh, I'd be interested
1: to know why.
0: I think it's because I – Through the nature of my work and also, and I'm not saying that this is a completist or generalist idea, but a lot of the people that I hang out with are younger because I don't have kids and I do the things that people who don't have kids do more often than I hang out with my friends who have kids as well. But going out to a lot of gigs, going out late night to parties, going away for festivals and also working with people, I work within triple J and double J. Like I work with a much younger workforce and I'm surrounded by people who I'm sharing a lot of social time with. So we are going out to the same things. And the people that I'm hanging out with are like, yeah, almost 10 years younger than me. Mm. So I sort of feel that way. And I certainly don't say that in a way that people who have kids don't go out. I'm not saying that at all. Um, But the kind of things that I do seem to align more with the idea of what I was doing when I was you know, probably in my mid thirties a lot more. Um, I do go to bed a lot earlier these days though. Yes. But yeah, that's, I mean, what do you, what do you th- what age do you feel? I've
1: been trying to think about this and I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. I think I'm like f- f- 40 something. I think the only time I ever think about it, because I was deeply thinking about this, the only time I ever notice my age is when I look at myself. And I see something that I don't see in my head. Mm. And that's the only thing. I don't think about an age. But when I see myself, I'm like, oh, gosh, am I that old? Not that that's a bad thing either. But, like, I don't recognize that person. And I see, yeah, it. it in my head, I see someone younger. Yeah, I don't think of an age though, but I think it's very common to think of an actual age. A lot of people do it and I wasn't aware of it until I read this article. I mean, obviously, and this article mentions it too, there are old souls, people who think they're older. Mm. And it, it also discusses the fact that younger people often think they... They they choose an older age for themselves because that is sort of aspirational in a sense. They want to be they taken more be seriously. Yeah, they want to be taken more seriously. So it's it's really interesting. And then when you get older, you tend to wind it backwards. And then according to this article, some people wind it back even further to a, to a younger age when they were forming that that sense of self and and who they are, say in their in their twenties. Um, but there, uh, the interesting thing about the article is that it. it it put up the sort of pros and cons of it, and it highlights the fact that uh, because we live in a culture that doesn't celebrate ageing necessarily or hasn't hasn't worked out how to, you know we don't value our elders in the same way other cultures do say like in Japan, where aging is not seen as a negative thing necessarily. it's still a time when you can learn new things, keep challenging yourself. Mm. Um, that that we see our ages as much younger because we still desire that youth. But you know that's obviously not for everybody, but I think it, it it does it 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 does point out that that we have a very aged based culture that makes us keep wanting to think that we're younger somehow rather than looking forward and trying to trying to even the in my language trying to accept that we're getting older like why why are we it's inevitable why do, what is this language around aging? See, actually, even in myself, have negative connotations. Yeah.
0: Even as you were asking me that question of how old do I feel, I don't have any problem with feeling 44 or being Mm. 44, which is what my actual age is. And I don't, and I think I've let a lot of that stuff go because Mm. I've, you know, I've been close to people who've, and you're the same. I know that people have passed. It's like, we're still here. We get to Mm. age. I know it sounds cheesy, but it is a privilege and we get to experience life and enjoy the world around us, and, and that's a gift. And I've also always felt pretty good in my skin and my age. I feel the same things as you, though, looking in the mirror and going, oh, it's just the the, the collagen's going. Things are falling a little oh, bit. Oh, <laughs> I don't feel this way. The sag is real, guys. The but, sag is real. But that's that feeling of um, it, this idea of our, the age that we feel and the age that we are, I just find so fascinating because it's not one simple answer. Like there's so many reasons that people feel certain ways, not just, you know, feeling older when they're younger because it's aspirational. The article also talks about trauma and how, you know, one person was stuck at 32 because they were unable to see themselves as any older than a sibling of theirs who had had died and another one was stuck for a long time at the age of 12 because that was the year that her father had, had joined a cult. It also talks about the pandemic and I know that we don't, you know, want to keep on going on about it, but it exists and it's still part of our lives. And And it was
1: a weird time and I think it's okay to acknowledge
0: that. And time is the key thing here because constantly I'm talking about anniversaries in my day job, talking about how it's like, that came out 10 years ago. This is the 25th anniversary. And it's always sort of makes, you know, blows your mind because as you get older, time does go faster. But really the last three years is a blur and that I'm not the only person who thinks that. And so, this idea of how the frig do we get to this age is totally relevant in the context of the pandemic because the last Mm. three years was actually one year because we didn't have those markers and we didn't move. We were living lives, but all the things that we, the way that we'd lived life for however long we've lived it. 10 years, 20 years, 40 years was completely upended and we didn't have those normal markers. Mm. And I think that that's something that we can't discount when we think about this. If I think about the fact that I've just turned 40, it's because, you know, the last three years didn't happen. So So.
1: I don't turn 50 this year? No, that's exactly what I'm going for. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. I'll take that. Um, I turned 50 this year. Can you believe that? It's amazing. Like, and I'm so lucky, but again, I've got to convince myself that that's a good thing. It's like, but. I'm actually okay with it, but it still feels weird.
0: I think that the ideas around what age means and what age what is expected of people at a certain age have shifted a lot. There was a meme that was tracking around a week or so ago, and it had um, a picture of Diane Keaton and Steve Martin. It was from some rom com, maybe it was Father of the Bride or something, and it was like this is what 45 looks like (laughs) because in Mm. this, and they looked like senior citizens. They looked like they were 75, but in the film that was made in the 90s. This idea of what 45 was, and sure, it's a film, it's Hollywood, that Mm. was the reality. Whereas I think that that has completely shifted as people have started their life, whether it's doing different things in their career, whether it's having children later, like everything's being sort of pushed along later than it was 30 or 40 years ago. So Mm. that changes the way that um, that we look, that we act, and the way that we interact with the world. And I think also in a key way, the way that we see age. The thing that I love about this article is that there are so many different ways that people approach the, what they think, what they see themselves as, how they see how old or young they are. And all of them are right and all of them are true. But one of the things that I really loved was Jennifer talking about, if you know, if you mentally view yourself as younger, as I do, mm-hmm. as as you do, mm-hmm. then there's a great positivity of that. Not Nothing to do with how you look, health, anything like that. It's basically like you believe that you still have more pivots left, that you still feel mm. useful. And I'm not saying that older people are not useful, but the reality of things is that like our brains start to go, our bodies start to go. But if you kind of see yourself as younger, um, but also at the same time, if you believe that ageing itself is valuable, then you can see yourself as useful for many years to come. Mm. So both of those things work in concert, yeah. you know. You've got a lot of time to go, but in that time, you're going to be great for a long time.
1: yeah. Yeah,
0: it was just you know such what, the, a good article. I love such this a article. good article. And you know
1: what? The, but the worst bit was <laughs> right at the end, and I'll end it on this: is even if you think you might be 40, 40 whatever, or fifty, or sixty, and think you are thirty-five, they basically said everyone in their thirties knows you are not. <laughs> You can't, you can't hide. You Which can't hide. Absolutely
0: resonated with me as someone who does go out with my workmates at Triple J, and I'm just like every now and then I'm like, oh, I just sounded like such an old fart yeah. then when I yeah. say something. So you can,
1: you can try and enmesh yourself and
0: try and pretend it's not real. Check yourself they, before you wreck yourself. Know,
1: they know. They know.
0: Before we get into our bang on, and no spoilers for this, I just wanted to ask: Have you been watching The Last of Us?
1: No, it's a <laughs> is it a zombie post apocalyptic thing that looks scary, and therefore I can't watch it. Is that true?
0: It's not exactly zombies, but yes, it's in that realm.
1: Uh. No, it's a no from me.
0: I really want to because everyone's
1: saying it's the best television that's been made in years. Like it's the Game of Thrones of 2023. you
0: got to watch The Last of Us, et cetera, et cetera.
1: I know. And it's also got Pedro Pascal in it who since Narcos days I've been quietly obsessed with. Um, he's very he's just he's, he's very handsome. He's got a twinkle in his eye mm. and he looks like he's having fun with life, speaking of that age thing. He's he's one of our people, our age, but still living his life and I like that. I find that very Endearing, but not enough for me to watch this show. If it's really <laughs> scary. Is it good? Is it scary? Is it everything that everyone is saying it is?
0: It's brilliant television. It's based on a video game, which a lot of people would know. And I think that if you watched, if you played the video game, then there's lots of nice little Easter eggs. I don't play video games, and so I come to it cold and love it on its own. There's some episodes that they're, they all feel like their own world, and in some of them, like even a their own film within this series and some of them are not scary at all. They're really beautiful but there's always that threat. And I tell you Mm. what, I'm fine with zombies and gore and schlocky and silly stuff. You know, I'm fine with graphic things. I'm not fine with... The thriller element of waiting for bad shit to happen. I'm like, just hurry up! Yeah. You know yeah. that. You know, I'm just suspense. I'm a baby. And the other night, I was watching the latest episode. Don't worry, I'm not going to talk about it. No spoilers. But I was sweating from my hands and my feet. Me, oh, <laughs> it's so stressful. Another,
1: another reason never to do a shui, people. <laughs> Your feet do sweat. That's disgusting, like fear sweat f- on your feet. Yes,
0: full on. Oh, no. I will watch it because, you know, I'll start, I think, the seven episodes in now and you know I've got to finish it. But um, yeah. it's it's a harrowing experience watching it every week.
1: My life, it feels harrowing sometimes. I'm not <laughs> sure I can commit to another harrowing TV
0: series. No. Well, in, in happier ways then, what are you banging on about this week? Oh,
1: my goodness. Well, no, it's actually not, wasn't happy at all. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> Sorry. That's okay, but um, I, I feel very grateful. I watched it at the time that I did and I think it really ties into our discussion about ageing and how we see the past and the future and all of that. I went to see a movie that's um, had lots of quiet reviews Um, and in fact, Paul Mescal has been nominated for an Oscar for Best, Best Actor. Playing the father. Um, It's a father and his daughter, who is 11, uh, played by Frankie Corio, who is amazing, who is obviously separated from his partner and like the divorced dad taking the daughter on holidays uh, to Turkey. It's set in the 90s. There's a lot of video camera work whereby um, the story is told of their holiday experience through the film footage that was taken by her and by him. Um, and it's called After Sun, obviously, but it's 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 quite a... It's a beautiful art piece in itself about a childhood holiday and, and those feelings when you remember what those childhood holidays were like in the sun and, and, and what I wrote in my phone when I watched it... Um, I'll just check check my notes. This is not me Googling. This is just me looking in my notes. And by the way, if anyone ever read my notes, if I pass away, can someone delete my notes? Because, <laughs> oh my goodness, the stuff in here is oh, I'd, be terif- I'd be terrified if anyone read it. Um, okay. <laughs> I've written After Sun, Childhood Simplicity, which is the holidays and that feeling when you're a kid and everything was simple and then adult complexity, you know, the life that we lead now that we know is not like that Mm. and it combines the two and it's oh it's really you're piecing together bits of a jigsaw puzzle a dad who's you know struggling with life difficulties nothing is ever said in the film nothing is ever portrayed but you just there's this overwhelming feeling that you know what happens you know and it's it's a beautiful bit of cinema it is it's Go and see it at the cinema.
0: It's, yeah, I've been keen. It's I'm a glad mood, that you loved it's,
1: it. it. It's a mood piece. It's And and for a while there I thought, oh, this is slow, it's too long, all that sort of stuff, you know, the usual gripes that I have. And it was, yeah, and, and I'm, I, I think about it every day and it's mm. so tragically sad and it's beautifully acted and yet it's not explicit about exactly what happens but it, it, it encourages us to think about all of the characters and what happens next and yeah it's a beautiful bit of cinema go see
0: okay that's a good tip i'm trying yeah. to see as many films i think that one's been maybe nominated for some awards too i'm trying to i'm trying to Scoop yeah. up all the nominees before the Oscars. I which think is the best award a, ceremony. Paul's
1: got an Oscar nomination, and yeah. he actually was uh, at the day he was nominated. His mum had just finished chemo or was just going through chemo, and there was something beautiful online where they were sort of celebrating and crying at the same time. And yeah, it's there's a lot of feelings I think around this film, and yeah, yeah it's um, yeah, it's beautiful.
0: Okay, good tip. I'm definitely gonna first go time director
1: that. too. She's well, ah. not first time. She's made short films, but. Charlotte Wells is mm. the filmmaker. Okay, yeah. great. Follow her. What are you banging on about?
0: I'm banging on about a new series which just premiered on ABC TV on Tuesday, so it's on iView now. It's called Queer Australia. and I've been, Oh, yes, oh I want to watch it. Oh, you're going to love this so Everyone's much. been raving about it. Well, I've been looking forward to this since I saw it was announced. Zoe Coombs-Ma is the comedian behind Queer Australia and they basically have just gone in to try and tell – a history of queer Australia, which is obviously very, very big. It's a three parter, one hour each. First episode went to air on Tuesday, so two more to go. First episode dealt with the law and homosexuality, which you can imagine is fraught and was some awful things have happened over the last few hundred years mm. um, since colonisation in Australia. But there's also, I think, a really interesting part, which has, I've never seen this told before, um, about. First Nations queerness and Nayuka Gori uh, is the co-host and, and they help out Zoe on this as well and, and telling that story for obvious reasons. Um, and it's just fascinating to think about colonisation, queerness, First Nations culture, the law, all of it. Like there's a lot going on and also have jokes and have mm. it be really snappy and have all this incredible archival material. Zoe talks a lot to the 78ers and other legends who, you know, were there at the first Mardi Gras protests, whose lives were criminalised just for the people that they loved. It's just so, so good. And I know how hard Zoe's been working on this, and it's not an easy thing to do to tell such a big history. Um, Yeah. But they've just done an amazing job. So I couldn't recommend it more highly. I just was so excited to see it. And you know when your expectations are really high and then you love it, you're like, yes, nailed it. So two more episodes to go, but you can watch the first one on iview and Queer Australia is bloody brilliant. You will love this myth.
1: I'll watch it this week. I can't wait.
0: So, so good. Well, I look forward to hearing about what Harry Styles does next, um, if King Charles locks in a good party, and other things that have got nothing to do with those two as well. (laughs) Next week. Good luck with the run this week, though. Thank you. I feel like I've got it. I've
1: got it more under control. Like it. I think once I settle into a routine, it's going to be amazing, and yeah, I won't be so tired. No. Um. But yeah, it's great. It's. I'm having a ball. I'm having. I'm literally having the time of my life. It I really can tell.
0: Is, I can feel the energy coming through your socials.
1: It really is like, gone. Uh, you know, I've had the opportunity to do something that shocked me out of my any kind of complacency or, or whatever, and it's just it's. It's given me life and I love it. And I'm with beautiful people having a ball and, yeah, it's great.
0: Love it. Yay! Sorry, I just Sorry that go. was a really, yay! No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm about to board a flight to go and see Björk in Perth. So I'll oh, give you a report back, up. which I've renamed Björth. Björth. So I'll give you a wrap up on Björth next week.
1: Björth. Björk.
0: Björk. 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 Wild! Oh, it'll be amazing. So envious. I just hope it's not too hot for her costumes. Her costumes are very oh, laid, and it's very hot care. in Perth today. Well,
1: you know those big like animal costumes that used to come out with Panow and stuff. Yeah, Um yeah, they've got aircon in there. She'll have aircon air in her in a mask. I'm sure she's t- she's she doesn't muck around. She's a middle aged lady. or was probably a bit past being a middle aged lady. She's been hot for years. She's she's quite happy to pop a little little fan, one of those taxi fans. In a, in a head mask or a headdress. I think that's, that's the go.
0: There yeah, it is. You've done my review for me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll see you next week. All right. Love
1: you. Love Have you fun. Joy.
0: Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bang. 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 Bang on. Do you remember
1: Coffey? Yeah,
0: I still call it coffee. I still
1: call it coffee. all the time,
0: which is weird that something that Trump said is such a comfort. But But it it was so funny. The best thing he ever said,
1: coffee (laughs)